Now your response to that gospel has to be, maybe he should have read a wrong gospel also. And of course the gospel is the gospel. Maybe he could have read something nice and pleasant. But I read the gospel of the day. And let's, let's clarify. Those of you who hear this and say, oh, you know, it says, uh, unless you hate your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, you can't be my disciple. I'm so happy because I can't stand those people in my life. No, he's not talking about that. He's not talking about animosity, hate. He's talking about choice. And he's talking about priority, Jesus is. So he's telling us, unless you prioritize me first, forget it. Now, he's, he's, this is Luke's gospel. He's walking. Again, got to remember, Luke's gospel is arranged as a journey to Jerusalem. So while Jesus is talking, even the gospel you heard last week and the gospel you hear next week, it's all while Luke has Jesus journeying toward Jerusalem. And why Jerusalem? Because of the cross and resurrection. The ultimate destiny is to reveal himself as son of God, taking on the cross and achieving the resurrection through the will of God. So it's, it's a journey. That's why the crowds were traveling with Jesus, because he's, he's on a journey. He's a peripatetic, a preacher who teaches while he's walking. You know, sometimes, sometimes we love people like Jesus is asking us to love, like head over heels, nobody else exists, Think of your first love, whether it was a, a relative or someone you eventually married or, or someone you didn't marry, but it was your first love. Think of how head over heels you were with falling in love with that person. Nothing else mattered. If you were a teenager, the curfew didn't matter. How much you spent on the date didn't matter. Nothing mattered. Your parents saying, keep away from she, her, she's bad influence on you, didn't matter because you fell in love blindly. Well, Jesus is asking us to choose him like that, but better. To choose him to be number one. That's odd. He wants to be number one in our lives to set our priorities straight. I, when I'm counseling people, I tell them to avoid black and white thinking. Black and white thinking is my way or no way. And you can't, you can't uh, gray it up a little bit. You can't uh, balance it. That black and white thinking is narrow-minded. Jesus comes pretty close to that today. I'm not gonna tell Jesus, sorry Jesus, no black and white thinking. But he's definitely an all or nothing person today in the gospel and the Holy Scriptures. The scriptures tell us who Jesus is not like a, a story you, you open up a history book and read, not like a newspaper article, something happened today, something happened yesterday. No, the, the, the Gospels are written as living word of God. So while we're listening to this Gospel of Luke, we're walking with Jesus. And don't do it right now, but in your head and in your imagination, look to your right and to your left, and think of how important those people are in your life. 
Jesus says, I want a little more from you. He, he points out something very odd about taking up the cross. And please, please, don't insult Jesus by saying your pain in the back or your disability or your, your inconvenience or your mother-in-law or son-in-law or, or your cross. Not so. Human suffering is human suffering. If someone in your family causes you to suffer, you have a few choices. Negotiate, talk, be civil, or if they really are toxic, really toxic, put a wall. Don't talk to them. Because sin is anything that leads you into sin. So, and we're mandated to stay away from the near occasions of sin. So I'm going to go with that, with the, with the people attitude there. However, Jesus is saying, I want you to live like I'm number one. I want you to live like I'm the first person you refer to. I'm your priority. But Jesus, how about my mother, my father, my heritage, my, my kids? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're all important. But if you choose them over me, you're not really going to love them completely. Because, Jesus' words, he's the son of God. He's God. You live in Jesus, you're living in God. We live in Jesus, we're living in love. Authentic, self-giving love. Then you look back on your families and friends, oh, if I love Jesus, I'll have a way of dealing with my lovable mother, father, sister, brother, or I'll have a way of dealing with my pain in the neck, mother, father, sister, brother. For Jesus first, I'm not first, Jesus first. And he's telling us, like for instance, if you're gonna build a, a, a castle, or build a tower, you put your head together, you, you lay out your plans, you bring your resources together, and then you knock yourself out and you go do it. Or, and he gives another metaphor, if, if, if a, a king is fighting a battle and he has, you know, a thousand guys and the enemy has 2,000 guys, <clears throat> you, you send negotiation because there's a power issue there. That's using our heads. That's using our brains. Jesus wants you and me to use our heads. He's not saying, oh, hate your mother and father because they, they cut you out of the will, or because you were so nasty to them. No, 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 no. That's going backwards. That's, that's paraphrasing to a degree that Jesus does not approve of. Because nowhere will Jesus ever say biologically, hate your mother, hate your father, biologically. But prioritize me in your life, I think he's saying very clearly. How does that work out? Well, let's go in the, in the area of illness. As a counselor, I deal with many people who have many psychological illnesses. And the burden of dealing with someone who has, I'll just pinpoint one, depression. The burden of the family members dealing with the person with depression. You get to the end of your rope for sometimes. You, you're, you, you find yourself unable to go further because she's up, she's down, he's up, he's down. I never know, I can't predict his behavior. 
So we can't say, I'm going to love him hell or high water. No, we say, I love Jesus. And he will give me a, a way of dealing with my spouse, my patient person in my family. Referral is very important. Medical attention is very important. Patience is very important. Education is very important. How do I, as a healthcare provider for my mentally ill relative, how, how do I deal with him or her? Jesus is telling you. You, you put yourself in the, in, in, in the place of a man who's going to build a tower. You get your resources, you read, you understand, you contact the medical environment, and you do what's best for the person. Yes, you want to do what's best because you love him or her, but Jesus is saying, I want you to do best because you love me, and I'm giving you the energy, and I'm giving you the life through you to love that person in a way that makes sense. And the whole thing with the battle as well. Line up your resources. Know what you have to do to get to the next step of, and again, we're staying with the, the, the uh, analogy of someone who is ill in my family, okay? Know what the resources are and line them up. Don't put your head in, 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 a, in a hole and, and pretend they don't exist. And mental illness is not the only one in our society. Every, every family has something. I want to talk to the person who is ill for a second. Jesus is telling us to look at him first. I recently spoke to someone who had a very goofy accident. She's elderly, maybe close to 80. She bent down and picked up her dog, and in the process, she broke her back. How did that happen? I don't know. So she let me know that, and I pray for her, and she's on my prayer intentions. And I said, Alice, I said, in the midst of your pain, pray for other people who are in pain. Get your head off of your own intensity and focus it somewhere else. Focus it on someone else, maybe who's a health care provider for you, maybe someone in your family, maybe some of the many people I pray for at Mass. Focus not on your pain, but on the pain of someone else that it gets alleviated in any way. Now, that's using our brains and our faith. But let me tell you how that works. You concentrate on your pain. It's going to get worse. You think about, woe is me, woe is me, woe, it's going to be worse. It's like a paper cut. You know a paper cut? Everybody's had them? Oh, a paper cut's bleeding. It's a little paper cut. If I concentrate on that paper cut, it gets worse. Only in my head. Only in my brain. Not in reality. However, as I'm advising people who are in pain, so don't focus on your pain. Focus on your recovery and Jesus with you as you are praying for the recovery of someone else, relieving their pain with your prayer. Offering, you know how the nuns used to tell us in, in grammar school, offer your pain? It's absolutely authentic and true. Offer it. Offer your own pain and your own inconvenience and your own distaste of something. 
for the sake of a good. Again, go back to Jesus' analogies. Putting your resources together. It's not me, 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 me. The king had to think about himself, the enemy, and his own people. So he decided to negotiate. It's a metaphor Jesus gives us, but it works. The same thing with man constructing the tower. It's a metaphor, but it works. Put your brains together. Use the 21st century resources that we do have. And by utilizing 21st century resources, whether they're social, medical, environmental, doesn't mean negate God. God gave us the resources. God gave us the inspiration for some person in some garage to create internet. How do I say that? How can I say that about this guy? He's an atheist. I don't even know who he is. Well, God put his image in every one of us. And as long as we utilize the image that God gave me, which is my brain, my heart, my feelings, my judgment, I'm advancing culture. And if I am thanking God while I'm utilizing those instruments, I'm thanking God and advancing my faith. So something so challenging in our society today as internet, well, in internet is bringing you, those people who are not here at the church, bringing you the word of God in Slovakia and throughout the world, World Wide Web. It's not, it's not an instrument of the, of the devil. It could be, just reverse these two examples of Jesus. If the king was so foolish and so self-centered that I'm not going to negotiate, he's going to fall on his head. Can't say anything else, I'm in church. If the guy building the tower, I'll, I, it'll get there, it'll get there, without thinking it through, without appreciating the fact that he has a brain and he has resources, that's how it's going to collapse. So. We focus on Jesus. We make Jesus our priority. We bring him into the office. We bring him into this weekend parades for Labor Day, We bring uh, for uh, the uh, Caribbean. So many parades going on in our area today. Why not bring Jesus into us as we go enjoy them, whether it's on TV or in person? Why not bring the peace of Jesus and, and, and the love he has given us and the respect that he's given us? out of this building, into the world. While you're parking, when you're eating, when you're walking home, when you're taking the subway. See what Jesus means when he says, if I'm not first, you're lost. So let's make Jesus first. Let's make Jesus our priority in everything we do how we love our children, how we vote, how we build society, as we roll up our sleeves and work on social justice. Let's bring Jesus as our priority. He's number one. It's not all or nothing. Yes, it is. Because without Jesus, we are nothing. And he is all in all.